0: So good to be back with you, ladies, today. Thank you for joining me and having this conversation with me today. You know, um, I am so rejoicing in the goodness of God. Just want to remind you that this is the day that He has made, and we rejoice and we are glad in it. Amen, ladies. He is doing awesome and mighty things in us, through us. In the world around us, and you may be saying, well, that is not what I am seeing, sister. Well, I'm here to say that we are declaring the goodness of the Lord, and we are going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's right here, right now in our lives. Amen. And so sometimes we have to stir ourselves up. Sometimes we have to just declare for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Sometimes we have to just say, I will bless you, Lord, at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, it's good to stir ourselves up. It's good to rejoice. Rejoice. Oh, I rejoice, Lord, in you. I rejoice and I am glad. I'm rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I'm rejoicing in you, Father. Hallelujah. That's just what we do, right? That's just how we release the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. You know, the greatest prophet that will ever be in your life is you. <laughs> and some of you that may have just kind of went, whoa, hello. Because um, sometimes that doesn't make um, everybody happy when you declare that. But no, the biggest and the most, the biggest, the most important, I should say, profit that is in your life is you. And that is because God has given life and death in the power of your tongue over your life. And, you know, sometimes we focus on what other people have said about us. Sometimes we look at things that have been said and spoken over and over and over and over and over in our lives, and we see those as bigger than what God has said, what His word has declared. And you know what? The only way to answer that back and make bigger what his word says and what he has declared is to open up our mouth and declare it. Declare the goodness of the Lord. Declare the word of the Lord. Declare what the Bible has said about us. And you know, we've had such awesome conversations here of late about just All the seeds that have been planted in our heart and in our life. And, you know, we've used the illustration or I've used the illustration of, you know, all of the fruit of the spirit, the orchard, them being an orchard and, and us tending to that orchard and cross pollination in that orchard and, and what God has, has done and what it takes to keep an, a, an orchard and how we have to be very diligent and set ourselves in a place of, looking and seeing exactly what, what we need to prune off and what, what things nourishment that needs to go in and all of those things we've talked about. And I'm so thankful that the Lord gives us things that will illuminate his word to us and examples. And I don't know if you're like me ladies, but I've always been this way. I think it was, um, just because the Lord has done mighty things in my life, and part of my testimony is this: whenever I was um in kindergarten when i and in first grade, um, both of those years were years that um, the school that I was in, the counselors, the um, professionals that watched how kids learned. Um, began to see some things in me that um, maybe weren't what the norm was. And so they began to watch me. They began to communicate with my parents about things. And um, when I was going from kindergarten into first grade, I was tested and I was uh, clinically, um, they clinically diagnosed me with dyslexia. And um, I don't know if anybody has ever been around anyone that has dys- dyslexia. I don't know if anybody, um, maybe you have a child yourself that has experienced this. Maybe you have. And so all of these labels and all of these words were put on me and and I was taken out of the norm and I was put into a place because that's how they did it all those years ago. It's not quite that way now. Um, but so it it marked me, and it was something that I had to overcome. It was something that I had to um, just really um deal with emotionally. Um I had to deal with it in the natural realm. You know, here I am this little kid. And, you know, I am so thankful for a heritage of faith because about that same time was when, I asked Jesus into my heart. I was six years old at a vacation Bible school, South Post Oak Baptist Church in, um, in Texas. And um, I, I asked Jesus into my heart. And when I asked Jesus into my heart, oh, what joy there was. What joy was found in that. And just a few years later, after that, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And so the power of the Holy Spirit came into my life and began a work. And I am so thankful. I cannot even begin to express how thankful I am. And you know, all the ups and downs and all the things that I've gone through in my life. And no, my life has not been just um, everything perfect. Because no one lives in a perfect life. Jesus was the only one that that was perfect, but he walked here on the earth that is not perfect. So sometimes we have to erase those lies that somehow we have to have the perfect life to be more than conquerors. And no, we are more than conquerors. And our circumstances line up with the word of God. And so, in that illustration, and in in my testimony, my mother began to um, speak something over me, and you know that was one testimony. But let me tell you another testimony. When I was um, thought of in heaven, um, God knew that He wanted me to be. Um, here in this earth, and he decided that he was going to use um, my parents, and that my mother was going to have a testimony of my very birth. Okay, so you may be going, "Why are you going into all this?" Because we're going to get to a point today, and I really want to encourage us in a in a certain way. So, my um, my mother's story was this: she had had my brother. And she got pregnant again, and she began to have complications in that pregnancy and actually ended up um, in the hospital, and she she almost herself um, hemorrhaged to death. She almost died, and um, that baby moved to heaven, and so she was then... um, Faced with going home, and th- there were problems. There were things going on in her body, and actually, shortly thereafter, that she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Yes, cervical cancer, and so they said, you know, there are things that are going to happen. You're going to have to have a hysterectomy. Y- there is no more children, and. Um, there's nothing we can do. And they basically kind of sent her home. And again, thank God for the Holy Ghost and and Jesus and what he had done in my parents life. So my parents, you know, were pretty much devastated, especially my mom. And she had this prayer chair, which I have to this day um, that she had by her bed. And she went home and just fell on her knees and and just laid across that chair and said lord you know i know this is what the report the final report of the doctor is and and you know i i i know that's what they're telling me but father i know that you're a miracle working god and you you know that you had told us that we were to have another child more than one child and somehow some way We're believing for a miracle. And somehow you're going to have the final say in this. Well, time had passed. And my mother, um, her doctor had, you know, this is before cell phones. This is before, you know, even really answer machines at that time. Because we're talking about, you know, the 68, 69, 70. I was born in seventy. So, um, that time frame, so my mom received a letter from the doctor and took call the office because my mom was supposed to check in and do some preliminary things to go in um for surgery, and she didn't well, the reason why she didn't was because she had not had a cycle, and so long story short, she got this letter, she contacted the doctor, the doctor, Dr. Friedman and Bellar said, you know, Laverne, come down to the medical center, I am um, gonna wait, I need you to I need to see you I something, you know, they, he didn't really know what was going on with my mom's body at the time. So she gets in there. And she is like, you know, looking at him and she says to him she says Dr Friedman I believe I'm pregnant and he was a wonderful wonderful little jewish doctor and he looked at my mom and he, he in his in his sweet little self said you know Laverne i i know that you love the lord but there's no medical way that you can be pregnant you know, there was so much that had already been discovered in tests that, I mean, she was really pretty much full of cancer. And, um, and so he says, there's no way. And, and she says, Oh, but Dr. Friedman, there is a way I believe God is a miracle working God. And, and he says, well, I agree. You know, he is, you know, he's a miracle working God. And, um, but I don't think that that's the case here. I think something else is going on. And so he wanted to do some procedures and he wanted to immediately begin some testing. And and my mom just kept saying to him, you know, I really believe this. I, I, I do. And so finally, before he was going to let my mom leave um, for the day, he says, you know what, Laverne, I'm just going to give you a pregnancy test and you're going to see that you're not pregnant. And so... He gave her a pregnancy test and you know what? She was pregnant and she was pregnant with me. So the goodness of God, the goodness, the goodness of God was in manifestation. And, you know, I'm going to fast forward some of that testimony. It took every bit of faith that my mom had that had gotten her pregnant It took all of that faith plus more to carry me full term, to have me, and um, to carry me to a full term state. And um, of course, I was born and then my mom had a little bit of time and immediately had to have surgery. And so I am a living testimony of the goodness of God. I am a living testimony of what god can do so let's fast forward back up to me being diagnosed with um with me being diagnosed with dyslexia so these all these reports were coming in to my parents and um they just they they just said no 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 the report of the lord is that kimberly is going to be fully able to to learn she is not going to have any kind of learning disability and God is going to work on on her behalf on our behalf and we're going to see another goodness of God in her life. And so they began to, you know, test me. I got put into certain classes. I had to do certain things which, you know, my parents and I I believe this is also for someone, you know, my parents, my parents didn't actually take the diagnosis and say, you know, this is not happening. They didn't deny it. They actually took the word of God with that diagnosis and began to work. And so every single day that I would go to school. And yes, you know, we I still stayed in some of those classes that they thought were going to be good for me for learning. And it really was, truthfully, there were some major signs. I mean, like I would write things <laughs> backwards. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's funny when I first got married to Mark, um, if I'd get in a really big hurry and I was not focusing and I was not at a place that, you know, I was just, writing something very quickly, sometimes I would write backwards. And he, he would say, honey, um, you really must have been in a hurry. And I'd say, why? And he said, because I'd, I have to go, I have to get back to the right side, and, you know, because he would read it backwards. And so instead of it being left to right, I would write it right to left. And so he would always say, I'm back in my right mind. So anyway, that was kind of a little joke that we still sometimes to this day have in our house. But for for the most part, that is the only sign that is actually left of any kind of disability in that way. And so what my mom did in that is every single day before I'd go get on the bus or she would take me to school, she would lay her hands on my head and she'd declare over me, she'd say, Kimberly, Kimberly is taught of the Lord. Great is her peace and undisturbed composure. She has the mind of Christ and everything that needs to be formed in her, in her learning, in her communication, is being formed. Now isn't that just precious? You know as moms. And and I'm going to take just a minute. I know I'm talking to ladies in general, but if you are a mom, if you're a sister, hey, maybe you're an aunt. Make sure that the little ones that you are around that you encourage, that you strengthen, that you impart just I mean, like life into them. You impart the spirit of God into them because our words are life and death. And so that's really what I started that whole side journey of all of my my testimony um, about was that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And so we can choose As we started out this conversation today, this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. I'm rejoicing and I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be glad. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be bad. I'm not going to be sad. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I am rejoicing. See how how quickly we can turn. See how quickly we can turn even the very atmosphere with our tongue, the very hyssop <laughs> that God has given us. You know, because we talk about um, the the just the power of the blood of Jesus, and you know, in, in the Old Testament, they actually took a hyssop, uh, you know, of of the sacrificed um, sacrifice and and the blood of the sacrifice, and they, you know, put it on the doorpost. They, they applied the blood. Well, in New Testament, we apply the blood of Jesus by the very words of our testimony, the very words out of our mouth. So it is important that we are applying things based on life and not death. So one of the things that I want to really get to today, I had this in my heart. I wasn't sure exactly how our conversation was going to go. And I wasn't planning on telling you my testimony. Maybe you're facing something just like I was, um, just like my mother was. Maybe you've been diagnosed with something and you are seeing you know god you, you you gave me a promise in a different direction than what i am seeing right now and what this diagnosis is telling me well you know my mom didn't deny the diagnosis not only with herself or with me but my mom and my dad my mom she spoke over her body my parents believed that there was more than one child that was supposed to be coming forth out of their their family And so God worked in that. And so allow the Spirit of God today to work, to just maybe take something that you need encouragement with in that regard and just say, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to um, just be strengthened with today. Show me how I can Have a Holy Ghost infusion today in this area of my life. Reveal to me the power of the Holy Spirit in this particular area in my life. This particular need in my life. This particular relationship in my life. And my goodness, ladies, let's watch him work let's watch him work let's watch him unfold the goodness you know this very week that we are in you know we're we're coming up to passover we're coming up to good friday this very week and man what a reminder what a reminder of he paid every bit, every cost. He paid for it. Fully, fully paid, paid in full. This weekend is a reminder of him paying it all. He did. He paid it all. And so victory and freedom can be ours. Amen victory and freedom can be ours. So what I had in my heart today was for us to just unpack and we're going to do that here quickly over the next couple of minutes and I'm kind of kind of just give you a little bit of a assignment after our conversation today after you listen to this podcast I hope that it will cause you to go back to the very um throne of heaven your your time with the Lord um, with your devotion over the next week and ask the Lord to enlarge enlarge say enlarge this in me Lord but we are going to talk about just the hyssop of our tongue and how you know just like my mom with me when the diagnosis came not only the 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 professionals at the school but then the medical that Backed up what they had been seeing. Um, my parents didn't just throw that away. They didn't say, no, that's not the truth. They, they looked at the diagnosis. They allowed me to be, you know, helped in every natural way that I could be, but they didn't just take that either. They didn't just, it didn't just end there. And it actually went back to the very foundation of the truth of the word of God in our lives, and what the foundation of of what my parents, you know. Um, what their life was rooted and grounded in, the Word of God. And so they began to speak scripture over me. And my mother every day would would pray and confess that word. My dad had already left for work. And so my mom would, would before, very, the last words I heard as I was leaving for school was, that blessing upon my life. And so our words have power. And so that blessing is important. And I want to take the very Ephesians 1, and we're going to look at it. And the Ephesians 1's prayer are so um, just, I mean, there's so much in it. Oh, my goodness. If you just take Ephesians 1 and you look at that whole entire chapter, you're like, wow, hello. There is so much here. And... Um, when you look at the word of God, it's so awesome. Just how it, how it's just illuminated, how it's just, um, it's light to us. It's, it's revelation to us. It's freedom to us. And I, I've been, you know, walking with the Lord for a long time. And sometimes whenever I see a scripture the way I've always seen it, I have to stop and I have to just kind of take a step back and say, no, no, there's more to this. There is more illumination to this scripture that I can speak that I know out of my heart it's going to come out but there is more illumination there because with the help of the Holy Spirit he it's new it's it's refreshing it's it's revelation and we could go from glory to glory revelation to revelation and we can we can see something in an additional light, in a, in a more living way every day, you know? So, um, so we're going to look at Ephesians one. And what I want to do here is I kind of want to just show you what I learned to do many years ago. It's something that I put into practice as a mom with our kids. It's something that Mark and I, um, do, um, as couples and, but it it's a foundational truth. Before I was married, before I was a mother, this was something that was alive in me and working in me. And so I'm just going to give you a little illustration that maybe it can help you. Maybe it's something that this is second nature to you, but I just want to stir you up again today to go from glory to glory <laughs> once more. So what I do is I take the scripture and let's just say it's Ephesians 1. And, you know, everybody's heard of the Ephesians prayers, and this is part of one of the Ephesian prayers. And I like looking at things in different translations. To me, I have my basic, I have my foundational taproot, you know, um, um, versions that I told you, you know, in other podcasts that are just like foundational truths, they're my root. But I like to look at different, um, the different branches of the Word of God in different translations, in different, um, interpretations, because some of them are just that. They're interpretations, they're, they're what someone has taken from, um, the basic tap roots and, and they've expounded it, you know, and so I like to do that. It's just fun to me. Um, but so I'm going to take Ephesians one and you know, it's, it's not a really long chapter. Um, it's like 22 verses, I believe, but I'm going to take just a, a little bit of it and then give you kind of an illustration. And then I want you Um, To do this on your own And I ask the Lord to help you Ask the Lord to reveal to you And as you do it You know consistently Let's just say that you start it After you hear this podcast And you do it for one week At the end of that one week's time Ask the Holy Spirit Wow what has been illuminated to me And believe me You'll want to keep doing it And so in um, Ephesians And I am reading from the Passions Translation, and I'm going to kind of skip through. I'm not reading the whole entire 22 verses to you, but I would encourage you to do that on your own. But we're going to just kind of skip around here. Dear friends, my name is Paul, and I was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus, the Messiah. I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. Okay, let's stop right there. You, my sister, have been made holy (laughs) by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. Okay, so that's one thing right there, I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers. And you could simply say that would be Kimberly, who has been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. And it goes on. May God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, reveal grace over you and impart total well-being impart total well-being into your lives. Well, I could just say in that particular verse, thank you, may God himself, the Heavenly Father of my Lord Jesus, release grace over me, Kimberly, and impart total well-being into my life. You see how I took that verse and I personalized it. Okay, so let's jump jump on down. Those are great verses and and this is such a power packed um you know it's it's all the riches of heaven that are in in these Ephesians the book of Ephesians, but especially chapter the chapters that have the Ephesian prayers. So we're going to go on down and I'm going to go all the way down to verse 15. And that's kind of really the beginning of what we would say, the Ephesians one prayer. Um, what A lot of people, um, scholars, they, they actually take this prayer part and that's what they refer to. So, In verse 15, because of this, since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love toward all his devoted ones, my heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. I pray that the father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your uh, deepening intimacy with him. Okay, so that was. Um, I read to verse 17. So here we go from 15 to 17. So we would just change this and personalize it again for ourselves. Now, once I got married and once I began to have children, I began to take this chapter and especially the Ephesians prayer, and I began to pray this over my husband I began to pray this over my children and this is how I did it, ladies. I would say um, back back to verse 15, because of this, since I first heard about, Mark, your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love toward all his devoted ones. My heart is always full and overflowing with thanksgiving to God for you, Mark, as I constantly remember you in my prayers. Honey, I pray That the father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you, Mark, the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination and understanding, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, Mark. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. Okay, so that's all the way through verse 19. See, I would take Take these Ephesians prayers and not only personalize them and pray them over myself, but I would pray them over my husband, still do. Pray them over my sons and personalize, personalize that and and allow, you know, um, verse 19, you know, it's so good to it. I pray that you, Samuel, will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith, that your life will be an uh, advertisement of this immense power as it works through you son this is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms and see I would do that over Samuel as well see I put whether it was Mark whether it's Samuel whether it's Daniel whether it's myself See, we take these scriptures and we personalize them and we we receive them. And as you're receiving them, you know, it gets to where now I can't just read them. I don't know if I, you could tell that I was having a little bit of a problem because sometimes I don't just read it now. I did it first when I first started doing this. I don't read it just over myself. I don't read it over Mark or Samuel or Daniel. Just read it and put their name in it. no now it's like certain things will stick you know be illuminated to me off the page stick out and i'll i'll camp on that i'll say thank you lord you know i see that uh, holy spirit i see that that the light of God is illuminating the eyes of their imagination and, and that they're having dreams and visions. May they see revelation of the word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit. May, may they have dreams and visions. The, the word says that young men will dream, dream dreams and have visions and, and may, may they see with their imagination All of the flooding of your light in that area in their life, Father, may they, maybe, may there not be any hidden darkness that the enemy can, can, can keep in their life. May they see, may they see everything that they need to see. Holy Spirit, illuminate by your spirit what they need to see. See, I took this Ephesian prayer and I then began to openly have a dialogue with the help of the Holy Spirit over them. And I pray that this conversation that we've had today will enlarge your um, expectation if you're not doing this to do it, and maybe you are doing it, but I am believing God that you're going to see it in a fresh, even refreshed way, and that it brings much fruit to bear, not only in your life, but in those around you. If you're married, your husband, if you've got children, your children, if, um, if you're not, um, married yet, you've got friends, you've got parents, you've got siblings, You've got coworkers, all of those people's lives that are around you. May the illumination of what we've shared today um, just be (laughs) multiplied. Amen. So ladies, I just want to say thank you once again for taking the time, hearing um, not only part of my testimony, but just my encouragement today of what the Lord has done and what He will continue to do. And may um, He just give you an impartation of freshness and newness today.